Awesome. So, um, if you have your Bibles, wave them in the air like you just do care. All right. Wow. It's a lot of, a lot of Bibles out there. That's great. One more time. I like to see that. Wave them in the air like you just. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, hey. All right. Um, so, yeah, we we encourage you to bring your Bible and bring something to write with, something to write on. And uh, I wanna I wanna start to bring our physical Bible so we can learn the Bible, learn the Word of God. The Bible is an extremely powerful document, and it is because it is the Word of God. Forty writers, one author, over the course of 1,500 years, and uh, the Lord is good, and we thank God for His Word. And so today, we're going to open up in Luke chapter 11, give you a little context about Luke. Uh, Luke was a physician. He was a Greek man, and he wrote one of the four Gospels. Someone say gospel. gospel. The word gospel means the good news, and he wrote his good news about Christ from his angle. So Luke was, if you're taking notes, was a contempt. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Was a contemporary of Paul. Uh, Paul was a man of God who spread the gospel across the Roman Empire to those who were not Jewish. And so Luke would travel with Paul and start churches, and they would hang out in a city for anywhere between three months to a few years, and they would uproot and go to another city and start another church. And so Luke wrote his account of Jesus' life, but he also wrote the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. And so we thank God for Brother Luke. Um, his, his, sorry, his, his gospel is written in grand detail because he is a doctor. And so if you read the book of Luke, you'd appreciate the level of detail and depth that he adds to the story of Christ. And so with that, we're going to go to Luke chapter 11. It's in your New Testament, so if you are in Exodus, keep going right. If you are in Psalms, keep going right. Um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So Matthew, it is the third gospel of your New Testament. Everybody good? Yes. All right, so let's go ahead. And I'm spending a little extra time with you because I haven't been around on Sunday, so uh, I beg your pardon as I take my time. I may or may not be here tomorrow, but um, you guys have been getting fed very well, correct? Can we praise the Lord for Chris last Sunday? The rhythm of God's word. And how many of us know it doesn't matter who's delivering the word of God. As long as it's the word of God and our hearts in the right posture, we can be fed. Um, and so I'll be talking a little bit about that uh, next Sunday during Vision Sunday. Uh, the vision of our church and how part of our vision is to raise up world-class communicators and to not build our church on one personality. So kind of getting you used to seeing me, but not seeing me. So I still love you. I'm still here, but I'm also still healing uh, from the passing of my father. So thank you all for your love and your gifts and your prayers. It's really added a lot of strength and value to our lives. All right. So here we go. Let's go to Luke chapter 11. We got the Bible app reading. <laughs> the Bible app is rushing me. Um, all right, you ready, Bible app? <laughs> all 
cool. All right, Luke 11, we're only going to read four verses, then I'm going to unpack it for the next 25 minutes and just be ready to take a lot of notes. Um, and it says this here, um, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, I have the NLT translation, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples, John the baptizer. This is Christ's older cousin. And it says this here, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. So a lot of people don't pray because they don't know how to. Chow made mention of that week one of lifestyle. They've never been taught how to pray, so they don't pray. And so it says this, and, and I, I want us to pick up something. These guys are following Christ, and they've been following him for, for a while, but they don't know how to pray. And so if you, if you feel like you're behind on your spirituality or your growth or you don't know a lot of Bible, you don't know how to pray, it's okay. Because you had guys who were walking with Jesus for at least a year, doing miracles, teaching, leading groups, healing people, converting family members, but they didn't know how to pray. And so Christ is going to take some time to teach them. And it says this here, Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Okay, so um, many of us, we know this by heart in the King James translation. Um, but what, what and, and we, we were raised to, to pray it and, and to recite it. But, you know, Christ didn't give us the Lord's prayer to recite. It's important that we know it, but we should know it as a blueprint for our prayer lives. All right. So there are six um, stanzas in the Lord's Prayer. OK, there are six. And so what you can do is you can take each stanza or each point and use it as a prayer guide. Someone say guide. All right. And so we'll break that down. So let's define pray. So what does it mean to pray? When we pray, here it is. We're sending petition to heaven requesting that God would move on our behalf. When you pray, you're petitioning heaven, right? When you send a petition to your local government or, or you petition, you know, leaders or city council, you're, you're asking, you're requesting that they would do something about your concern. So when you get on your knees and hopefully you've been praying during this fast, you found some pockets of prayer, you've been petitioning heaven to move um, for your family, uh, in, in your finances, in, in your situation. But when you pray, that's what you're doing. You're petitioning heaven, requesting that God would move. And remember, the Lord's prayer is a blueprint. So today when we break out, we're going to break out for about 12 minutes. I want you to go through the Lord's prayer. You may get stuck on one point because that's really where the spirit is driving you to pray. And that's really, you need to confess, you need to forgive, you need to honor God. You know, but I want you to try to get through all six points of the Lord's Prayer. So when you pray, number one, the first thing we do when we come into the, the, the Lord's presence is we honor him. Number one, honor. Jesus says these words, may your name be kept holy. So when, when you come to prayer, the first thing you do is you, you recognize God's greatness. You recognize his greatness. And, and I'll tell you one thing, God doesn't need you to recognize his greatness. We need, I need to recognize God's greatness. Um, 
I, I just need it. Man, I, the longer you live, the more you come to find out you're not all of that. And uh, you're not a Teflon Don. Um, as much as you want to put on, you're not. And so the idea, <laughs> the idea is God is, God is great. I'm going to recognize him as creator. He is, he is the father. He is Lord. He gives me life, right? I'm going to recognize that if, if, if he wanted to be done with all of this, he could be, right? So I'm going to come in with honor. The word honor means weight. So I'm going to give some weight to the Lord. And that's why when I come up on stage and I pray, the first, Lord, we're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful. Because every blessing comes from the Father. Uh, here, here's the idea. God is holy and there is none like him. He's holy. Um, he, the word holy means set apart. And so when I thank God, when we thank God, uh, may your name be kept holy is what Jesus said. It cleanses our hearts, right? We can continue to, to pray. So um, gratitude is good. Being thankful for all. Here, this is so good. Being thankful for all of your spiritual blessings, right? Salvation, right? Your sins are forgiven. Uh, uh, you have the Holy Spirit. When you die, you're going to heaven, right? Being thankful for your local church, being thankful for the Bible. Like there are just so many things that you can honor God for. When you come to, before you ask him for anything, there's so many things we can honor the Lord for. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my spouse. Just honoring him. Okay. Number two, the second part is surrender. Surrender. Jesus said these words, your, someone say your, your, your kingdom comes soon. Your kingdom comes soon. So when I'm in prayer, what I want to do, what I want you to do. So I want you to exchange your plans for his plans. Your plans, right? If your plans are not his plans, they're getting in the way of your life. They're tripping you up. If your plans are not his plans, they're slowing you down. They're tripping you up, all right? So he, Jesus, Jesus didn't even have a will. He said, my will is to do the will of him who sent me. Right. So if I'm going to pattern my life or my prayer life after the greatest person who ever lived, Jesus was surrendered to the father. And it, it, that's what made Christ so great and so blessed and so powerful that his life was surrendered to God, not his will, not not his plans. Right. Because control is an illusion. You do know that you can control nothing. I control nothing. Right. We just got a little dog. His name is Hamilton. And uh, just he's reminding me every day. I, <laughs> right. Leave it. Stay. Sit. And he does. the exact, You control nothing. Right. Uh, Solomon says this. He says, don't don't love wealth because it can grow wings and fly away at any time. Right. Like economy can fall like people can cheat on you and lie on you and leave your life. You can't control anything. So I want to I want to posture my heart to come into prayer this morning and say, your kingdom come in my life, right? Your plan for my life, not my dad's plan, not my mom's plan, not my pastor's plan, not my friend's plan, not my wife's plan, but your plan for my life. I will surrender my will. And this is so good. When you pray today, surrender your will and timing to God. Surrender your timing to God. We're going to do a series, um, i got to fit it in at some point this year, called Timeline. And it's going to be about understanding the timing of the Lord. 
a lot of us don't understand the timing of God because we're so bent and we're gripping our plans so tightly that we're missing windows of opportunity and we're trying to open windows that God has locked. Right. So we need to. Oh, my God. OK, let me keep going. I miss y'all, too. OK. Proverbs 19:21 says this. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand or be carried out. Wow. You're, and another thing about surrender is when you surrender your life, it's marked by peace. Right. Because I'm not when I surrender my life to the Lord, I'm not striving against anyone. I'm, I'm not in competition. I'm not, I'm not rushed. I'm, I'm not worried, right? I'm, I'm surrendered to the Lord. I've waved the white flag when I was baptized, when I gave my life to Christ. And in order to continue to grow in your faith every single day, you must surrender to the Lord. You got to surrender your sexuality. You got to surrender your finances. You got to surrender your body. You got to surrender it all to the Lord. Surrender your marriage to the Lord. Surrender your singleness to the Lord. I want to throw this out here because it's just pressing on my heart. Here it is. And this is not bad news. Please hear my heart when I say this. Some of you are called to be single for the rest of your life. I... I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. But I, they ain't even in my notes. The Holy Spirit said, well, since you're going on, just drop this. Surrender. Surrender so you can be at peace. Or at least surrender to the call of it for now so you can get out of God's way. And maybe, just maybe, something might happen. I don't know. God just said, say that. So, and then he left the building. All right, keep going. And that's where we get in trouble. We add on to what he said, and I need to move on to the next point. Number three, um, the third thing you're going to do today is request. Request. Give us each day. Give us each day. All right, that's what he said. So ask God for anything you need today. But this is the key. I want you to ask so important when you when you break out and pray alone this is so important i want you to ask with expectation a lot of us are asking but the lord knows that there is no faith right we're, we're just lord please do, do this in my life we're just throwing it up there no like attach your expectation and your faith and your imagination to what it is you're asking for all right and i've come to find this out you can never ask god for too much but you can ask them for too little, right? So today, I go after it. Hopefully, as I'm, as I'm teaching right now, you're writing a list. Write a little list right now, some things you need to ask him for, but ask with expectation. John 14 says this. These are the words of Christ. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. So that the Son, why, why Jesus? So that the Son can bring glory to the Father, Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it, right? Number four, you're going to confess today. You're going to confess. Forgive us our sins is what Christ said. Forgive us our sins. Everyone okay? Yeah. All right, all right. So to, to confess, this is important. Um, it's a sign of maturity when we can admit that we're wrong. One of the greatest ways to grow in your faith and in peace and strength and joy and wisdom 
is to learn to admit when you're wrong. Um, for, for my married people, if you can create this culture in your home, um, the devil won't be able to get a foothold, right? Um, I just recently had a little run-in with Pastor Kyra. No, nothing intense, just a rub, an unspoken rub, just a few days ago. And so last night we came together. She shared her heart, and I shared my heart, and I, I admitted where I was wrong, right? And when you do that, you kick Satan out of your life, right? So it's, it's important that you learn to confess, right? James, the brother of Christ says, confess to God and you will receive forgiveness. Confess to your brother or sister and you will receive healing. So when you confess to God, God does not heal you. God's, here it is, God's forgiveness in that moment does not set you free. God's forgiveness gives you peace. The healing comes from human accountability. So if you really want healing for an, a physical ailment or, or secret addiction or secret sin, you need to tell a faithful brother or sister in the Lord who can pray for you today and then ongoing hold you accountable so you can step into freedom. So it's a sign of maturity. And sometimes it's not even black and white sin. It's just you're struggling. You're insecure. You feel like a failure. And the fact that you're holding that in, you're bound. When you can share that with someone, you'll receive that forgiveness. So today you need to confess. Confession is often a prerequisite for healing in our lives and relationships. It's a prereq. You know what a prereq is, right? Pre-algebra, algebra, right? Geometry, so on and so forth. Confession is a prereq oftentimes to healing in our lives and relationships. It says this here, if we claim uh, we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Here it is, and cleanse us from all wickedness. So, so when we confess, he gives us a new nature in a better way. A lot of confession. The next one here is forgive. Let, let's forgive this morning. Let's forgive. He says, as we forgive those who sin against us. So I'm going to confess God's going to forgive me, but there's an expectation that I also forgive. Okay. Let, let me help you. You must take responsibility for your healing. We've all been hurt. And it is not the offender's responsibility to heal the pain. They're not even interested in healing the pain. You got to take personal responsibility. They hurt me. However, as a growing adult, as a mature follower of Christ who has the Holy Spirit, I'm going to take responsibility to heal. Right. Because I'm going to use what they did to me to make me wiser and stronger. And that can start today in the place of prayer. Right. So today you got to forgive. You got to release those who have offended you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says go a step further. Don't just release them and forgive them, but bless them. You got to You got to bless them. First Peter three, nine. This is one of Christ's top three guys. Uh, Peter says this. Don't repay evil for evil. Too many Christians do that. We, we, still, we still operate like the world. Don't repay evil for evil. Someone say don't. don't. Someone say repay. repay. 
evil for evil. Say that, evil for evil. Don't repay. We, we don't get down like that. We don't get nasty in the comment section. We don't call people, send, send nasty texts. We, we, we text it, and then we delete it, right? <laughs> Got that out. All right. Now I can really text them. God bless your soul, you know. So, you, you know, but, but you, you got it out. Get it out. You know, punch something, do something, chop a tree down or something, do something. That's kind of old school. Do something, though. Do something. Don't retaliate with, here it is, here it is, social media generation. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Oh, my God. I get trapped in the comment section sometimes. I'm like, what kind of world are we living in right now? People are so broken. It's so crazy. Uh, instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called. Someone say called. Called you to do. And here it is. He will grant you his blessing. Right? God says vengeance is mine. Don't get in my way. I'm calling you to release them and then go a step further. Bless them. How do I do that in prayer, Pastor? Okay, well, in prayer today, you can name them. Name the offense, release them, and then bless their name. Name the person, name what they did to make to make you uh, to hurt you. Right, release them from your spirit, and then bless them. Ask God to save them, to provide for them, to heal them, to prosper them. And God said, then you'll get my blessing on your life. But why does why does God do that though? If they hurt me so bad, why does God tell me not to respond with evil, not to pay them back, not to hold a grudge? Because we're all sinners. And just like they hurt you, you've hurt somebody. Once again, one sin levels the playing ground for all of us. So he says, release them from your spirit so you can be free and walk under the blessing of God for your life. All right. It says this here. Uh, discern. Number six, discern. OK, worship team, come on up. Discern. Everyone good. Yeah. All right. Don't let us yield to temptation. Don't let us yield to temptation. Here it is. If you're taking notes, write the statement down. It won't come up on the screen. Temptation is sent by the devil. To get us outside of the plan of God. Temptation is sent by the devil to get us outside of God's plan for our lives. And, and, and so what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that in prayer, you need to pray for the gift in the spirit of discernment, right? What is discernment? Here it is. It won't come up on the screen. It is the ability to see and understand situations clearly. It is the ability to see and understand situations clearly. So, so for some of you, you may spend a lot of time on this part. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me discernment. And once again, don't, don't think on such an elementary level about this. This is not just black and white sin. This is navigating life. You, you need discernment for life. You need discernment for going to Walmart. You, you need, don't you? You need it. I need a lot of it right now. A lot of it. I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm serious, sister. Like, I just got some of the best news last night ever in my life. Ten minutes later, here comes some bad news. 
I, I need discernment, right? How do I maintain peace? How do I navigate the good news? How do I steward this? But man, how do I approach this, right? You, you need discernment because this is the enemy trying to, right? The Lord is saying, focus here. The enemy is pulling you here. And if you get down there with the low, the low mentality, the, the, the poverty mentality, the, the sickness, you're, you're going to be down. But you need discernment to, to man, it's, man, I wish I had time. Discern. All right, you got to recognize temptation. Let me list a few temptations for you, okay? Uh, negative thinking is a temptation. Negative, just pessimism. Uh, uh, God isn't uh, negative, negative. Woe is me. Quitting. Quitting is, is a temptation. Um, a lack of integrity, not doing the right thing is a temptation. These are all temptations that you need discernment for. All right, let, let me get, Paul gives us an answer to it though. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says this. I love it. The temptations in your life, wow, <laughs> thank you, are no different from what others experience. Right, we all experience the same because the devil has no new, no, no new moves. You know that he just knows humans. He's a master. He he knows as soon as we come out the womb. He he knows, so he has no new moves. Here it is, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Here it is. When you are tempted, this is what Jesus said. Pray for. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. For every temptation, there's a doorway out. God has provided a way of escape. So in prayer today, what you want to do is you want to fortify your faithfulness to God and ask him to continue to show you the way. And when you do fall, there is grace, right? There's forgiveness. But Lord, build that integrity in my life because integrity is the foundation of, of the favor of God in your life. You, listen here, in 2024, the new sexy is obedience. It's not this get riled up and I can leave church and do anything because Jesus said I can. Jesus didn't say you can do anything, but he did say you can obey my word. And if you do that, you will be blessed. If you do that, you will be unstoppable. If you do that, the favor of God will rest. If you do that, you will be healed. So it's all about obedience this year and integrity. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet, okay? And we're going to have some prayer points on the screen. It's six of them, but you, you, you take your time. It, it, it's the Lord's prayer. You, you do them all. You stop on one. Do what you need to do. We're going to give you 12 minutes. I'll lead us through. And don't forget... I want you to fill out your prayer request cards, drop them off. I'll lead us in prayer. When I'm finished praying, our staff is going to come to the front. If you need to touch and agree on something, the Lord is here. He's ready to move in your life, but I'm going to lead us through the Lord's prayer. And then I'm going to release you for about 10 minutes. And then we're going to finish off with a song. Let's lift our hands to heaven. Come on, come on. Let, let's lift our hands to heaven. All right, Father, we honor you today. We give you all of the praise and the glory. You should be opening up your lips too, church. Just make sure you're praying. We honor you, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're holy. There is none like you in all the earth. We thank you, Lord, for salvation. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for your presence and your spirit, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word of God. 
We thank you, Lord, for revelation and, and clarity and instruction and direction. We thank you for the local church, our brothers and sisters in Christ who stand with us in, in times of triumph and in times of trouble. We just, we honor you, Lord, for the local church. God, we thank you, Lord, for forgiveness, God. We thank you, Lord, that as we reflect on 2023 and everything you've done beyond that point, Lord, we thank you that you've saved us, Lord, and you've healed us and you've provided. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, Lord. God, we thank you, God, for your protection. We thank you, Lord, that many of us should not be here today, but you saw fit, Lord, to add years to our lives, God. We thank you for freedom from addiction, God. We thank you, Lord, that you break the fetters and the chains of oppression and depression off of our lives, and we get to lift our heads up another day. So we just honor you, Lord. There's none like you. You're high and mighty. You're holy. You, you, are, you are the creator of the universe. You are judge. You are father. And Lord, we thank you that you hold the world and the universe in the palm of your hands. We thank you that you know us by name. We thank you, Lord, that you count the hairs on our head, Lord. There's nothing that you don't know about us. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify you in our hearts. We magnify you in our souls, Lord. We lift you up in our spirits. Lord, we thank you that nothing is impossible for you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're still healing and you're still opening doors. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that in you we are more than conquerors in Christ who overcame the grave. We thank you that we have the spirit that rose Jesus from the grave living on the inside of us. We thank you, Lord, that you have plans for our lives. We thank you for the dreams that you've placed on our hearts. We thank you for the gift of faith that we can exercise today, knowing that heaven will move. Lord, today we surrender. We ask that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done. God, we pray, Lord, for your plans. God, we let go of control. Your will be done, your kingdom, in and through our lives, in and through our families, God. The kingdom of heaven, peace and righteousness. Lord, we seek righteousness. Lord, you said if we would seek the kingdom and righteousness, that all things would be added unto us. Matthew 6, 33. We thank you, Lord. We surrender today. We surrender. We give our children to you. We give our spouses to you. We give our parents to you, Lord. Lord, we give that situation to you. We ask that you would have your way, Lord. We give our bodies and our wills and our minds to you, Lord. We surrender today. God, we're going to request, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would move, Lord. God, I come into agreement right now with every prayer in this room. Lord, we know that your ears are open, God. We know that heaven bottles up every single tear. So, God, I begin to ask that you would begin to heal the sick, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even today. God, we come against cancer and blood disease and hypertension and hypotension and heart disease in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would touch, Lord, that you would touch wombs, Lord, today. God, that you would begin to open up the wombs of those, Lord, who, who have been labeled as barren. They are not barren. God, we declare that it is time to open up the womb in the name of Jesus. God, we speak and we declare life, Lord. We speak new life, new babies, new life 
future doctors, future prophets, future uh, uh, presidents and senators and leaders. Lord, open up the womb in Jesus' name. We declare, Lord, your goodness that all things are possible. God, we, we speak finances, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We pray for your favor that you would release finances. Open up the windows of heaven in Jesus' name, Lord. Jesus' name. Open up the windows, Lord. We, we receive it, God. Bless the tithers, those who put you first, those who trust you in their finances. May this be the year that generational wealth hits their lives, God, that they would inherit hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars. God, we pray that for your glory, that the business opportunity would open up in Jesus' name. We request, Lord, move. Lord, we even ask for an extra ounce of your spirit. God, we pray that you would increase our faith for the impossible. Lord, you are faithful, Lord. Do it in Jesus' name. God, right now we confess sin. We confess our sin to you. We confess, Lord. We've done some wrong, God. We've dishonored. We've hurt people. We confess, God. And we ask that you would forgive us. Come on, church, just right there right now. Begin to whisper. Whatever it is you need to confess, just confess, confess. You can get on your knees. You can walk around the church. Get out of your aisle. You got some business to take care of. Go ahead. Walk around. Do what it is you need to do. Lay down. Lord, we confess sin today. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We receive your grace. We receive your forgiveness. God, right now we begin to release and forgive those who have hurt us, who have offended us. Hallelujah, God. We call them by name. We release them, Lord. Lord, we thank you that forgiveness is not a process. It is a decision. Healing is a process. So right now, Lord, in this moment, a parent, a friend, a sibling, a stranger, we release them from our spirits. They no longer have the key. We release them, God. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Save them redeem them God we want your blessing on our lives we forgive we release them in Jesus name God we pray for wisdom and discernment God help us to overcome the temptations of the enemy we need you Lord give us wisdom show us the doorway out we want to live for you this year yes, sir. we love you Lord